Fire. Today, I am joined by Frank Lunn. Frank, thanks for coming on the podcast. Welcome. My pleasure. Uh, Frank is a entrepreneur, a businessman, an author of two books, a uh, former veteran. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's also uh, one of our Lincoln Land Bitcoin uh, meetup members. Uh, I, I've had the pleasure of knowing Frank over the last year, getting to know him over the last year through Lincoln Land Bitcoin. We've been in business ventures together. We've been uh, bouncing ideas off each other. We've basically been learning on the fly together. And I want to have him on today to really just kind of dig in on his Bitcoin journey, how Bitcoin mm-hmm. helped him like simplify life and that kind of stuff. Uh, Frank, again, thanks for coming on. Um, My pleasure. I, I kind of want to start out just briefly uh, mm-hmm. pre Bitcoin. Yes. So we we said you you were in the army, mm-hmm. uh, and you mentioned you were in Desert Storm. Yes. So thank you for your service. You're welcome. Um, where was your mind space back then in terms of like life? Because um, that was before you had an idea of what you wanted to do moving forward. Right. Well, I've always been an entrepreneur my whole life. And even in college, I'd started a business and I got my commission. I went through ROTC and got my commission and uh, was an officer in the National Guard and Reserves. And even through all of that, I still had um, just this ambition of starting businesses and being excited. And so I had, I kind of deferred my training. I'd been to airborne school and I was, I mean, I was kind of a a hard charger, but I had deferred some training. I was actually going to be a a pilot, um, as a chopper pilot and go to Fort Rucker, Alabama, but I missed my window. And instead they ended up sending me to Fort Knox, Kentucky to be a tank commander. So I was down there for, um, six months, uh, doing all of my training. And when I graduated, my basic course was August of 1990 when the Gulf War started. Oh. And so, um, again, I, at that time, I was I was lean, mean, uh, fighting machine, um, not like now where I'm a little like, dad bod. You <laughs> yeah, know, I get it. Yeah. Um, but um, they, instead of, you know, combat arms, they put me in a transportation logistics unit. And I was really, I was really pissed about it because... I wanted to see action. I want to do things. It was really a good thing because for me, I've always been, you know, entrepreneurial. I'm always able to see angles and ideas, but I wasn't necessarily good at the logistics part of things. And business is two parts. There's business development and relationships and sales. But if you don't have the operational part, it does not work. And so as painful as some of that that was, it was really good training for me. And when I came back, um, from Desert Storm, uh, after it was all over, uh, I was able to, um, I had a job, I was able to get a good job, but the next business that I'd started was in the credit card, um, merchant services world. And I had a lot better grounding for a true business and what needed to happen. And so started a business in the credit card merchant services. And at that time, this is back in the early, you know, mid nineties. Uh-huh. Most businesses actually didn't accept credit cards. And so what we did was we looked in, you know, living in Bloomington, Illinois, creating kind of an artificial metropolitan of bring, uh, Bloomington, Springfield, Champaign, uh, Peoria. And that gave us kind of a bigger area. And so we were able to, to set that up and develop that. And then about a year later, um, ATMs, uh, the automatic teller machines, were able to be outside of banks. 
and I saw that as an opportunity. And so I got involved in that quickly and we morphed our business, our credit card business into the ATM business. And that was such a new thing at that time. And we didn't really have the capital to expand. So what we did was we just figured out where all the problems were on the supply side and then also on the demand side and just kind of put ourselves in the middle between vendors and uh, resellers and, and things like that and built a, a decent sized network, uh, built a business. Um, the name Kahuna uh, was, I was kidding with our lawyers. I said, if this ATM thing works out, it could be the big Kahuna. And so as a joke, uh, we crossed off Nuco and wrote Kahuna. And so developed the uh, Kahuna ATM uh, into a decent business. And in 2012, um, we got one of those kind of offers we couldn't refuse and ended up selling a big part of that, had a decent seven figure exit and pretty excited and just decided that I love entrepreneurship. And so I use that to uh, help start and fund other businesses as an investor and partner and uh, just really trying to grow and help other other entrepreneurs. Man, um, I really I don't, I came into Bitcoin. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I don't want to jump too far ahead, but everything I'm hearing is like yeah. setting you up for this, this Bitcoin realization. It's like uh, the nodes <clears throat> on the network, you know, connect. Oh my gosh. So we're 2012 oh, yeah. is when you heard about Bitcoin. Yeah, that was what 2012. So it really is. And I stayed in that in, even though I sold the majority of the business, I stayed in the industry till about 2015. And 2015 is when I really got, I got all the way out of the ATM industry and I had a decent amount of wealth at the time, um, at least for me. I mean, uh, I, I love the game. I love the, the, the pursuit of developing businesses and opportunities. Sure. I love collaboration. Um, I, I see myself more as a catalyst than a doer. I don't necessarily want to, to be the person doing things. I want to be that person next to the sure. person doing things with the ideas. And it's kind of like, you know, you don't want to have a boat. You just want to have a friend who has a boat um, kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. uh, or uh, right now, it would, to me, it would be, a, I don't want to have a smoker. I just want to have a friend who has a smoker. Um, so, um, but, but then, you know, getting into like 2017, I mean, I got into Bitcoin early, um, but I didn't really do a lot with it. But I got really excited when all of the, um, I don't know if I can swear on this, but if I, the, the S coins, uh, the shit coinery, uh, um, <clears throat> I got really excited. And this was the, the um, kind of the green eyed monster of, oh my gosh, there's so many things here with uh, DeFi and CFI and, and all of the different all of it. Uh, aspects of, of what, what I saw the promise of altcoins and all of these different things. And I got really excited about all of that. And so I, I dove into all of that early. Mm. And the one thing I, I've kind of learned and, and one thing, you know, we talked about on a different, uh, different time about Bitcoin, how Bitcoin humbles you. I mean, and Bitcoin is the, uh, it is the Yoda of Yodas um, <laughs> that will give you lessons in ways that you'll never really understand until you can look back on them. And I started to learn about Bitcoin. And the more I learned about Bitcoin, the more I realized how much I don't know. And there was a transition. So I need to kind of explain. Um, but one of the businesses that I had invested in early on got involved in a legal battle with a client 
and I got sucked into that. And over a seven year period, it got to the point where I couldn't win. I couldn't lose. And I basically had to, to really lose everything and start over. And it was really terrifying and difficult. And I, I lost I whatever wealth I had and I had to start over. And so I had no Bitcoin, no, I'd already kind of lost all of my, um, my shit coin type stuff because it just didn't, it was a rug pull for sure. Yeah. So starting over um, earlier last year was really humbling. And I had an opportunity and I, I reflected back on my entrepreneurial journey. And one of the things that I'd learned is the complexity. Uh, I, Rube Goldberg's, I'm a huge fan of Rube Goldberg's in, in the, you know, some of the State Farm videos where they have the, um, uh, oh, what's the name of the group that does the, uh, there's a, a the chain. music videos that they do. Okay, go. Um, okay. Yeah. Love those um, Rube Goldberg videos. And I realized, oh my gosh, my last probably 20 years as an entrepreneur, again, I, I've made millions of dollars. I've lost millions of dollars. I've, you know, I've had to pay taxes on millions of dollars, all of these yeah. things. The complexity of having a million dollar, multi-million dollar business and having to do a wealth hustle of making, having a job, but also creating wealth and having to learn the stock market, having to, you know, I've invested in commercial real estate, I've invested mm -hmm. in residential real estate, I've invest, invested in the stock market. And I've had some level of success with all of it. But, oh my gosh, the complexity of all of these things. And you're constantly having to, to do this, what I call the wealth hustle, because it's constantly, I mean, again, you make money, but then you have to learn, how do I pay taxes on this? Or how do I, um, how do I support this? I'm doing commercial real estate. How do I deal with tenants and, and all of the issues there? So, so what I'm hearing starting over. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I bet it's got to be um, not only frustrating, but like you said, humbling. But what I'm, I'm kind of mm -hmm. hearing that common theme throughout is as an entrepreneur, and I guess this is a, I, I've never been an, an entrepreneur. My, you know, I was in the military. I was an educator, you know, so I didn't have to really think with that part of my brain. What you're doing is trying to simplify whatever you're focused on for your customer, right? You're trying to bring these two separate parts together. You're always, and multiple right. separate parts together. And uh, when you mention the shitcoiner days, I'm a recovered shitcoiner, I'll admit it. Um, <laughs> I remember those days too, where I'm sitting here like, oh, how do I make this bell or whistle do this? And how do I connect this to there? And oh, now I gotta go over here. and. I got rug pulled too. I also was able to avoid a lot of the rug pulls, <clears throat> but I found myself after I started uh, going towards Bitcoin, looking back on that and saying, all that, all of that is extra com unnecessary complexity. Oh yes. It, 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 it's not needed. It's wasting right. my time and you're put, using all of your time to do all of these things for yourself and for others. And then when we look back, it's like, shoot, you know? Well, that, that you hit it right on the head. I, I call it now the wealth hustle. Yeah. You mentioned so that. I had built a business and I was employed by my business and I was making, you know, a good six figure income. I was making money that I could use for the future, but the <coughs> hustle of wealth, of what do I do with this? And having to 
um, you know, either hire people and pay them to manage my money or to try to learn things. And, and some of it was good. And some of it I learned the hard way and you pay that price one way or another. Um, but it wasn't simple. I mean, again, if you have commercial real estate, which I loved, um, but man, it's all good until it's not. And the complexity. So after my wipeout and I had to start over, again, it was humbling, but I'm thinking as, a, as I have some time to reflect and I had a, a few Bitcoin books and just some other things. And I, I started just get this because this would have been early last year. So Bitcoin was not on its meteoric rise. Um, but at the same time, there was something about it. And, and as I started to become a student, you know, again, including reading books like yours, which I love. Uh, because Thank it gave you. me a historical perspective and my my view of Bitcoin is so different now. And I really feel like Bitcoin was was not necessarily invented as much as it was discovered and it was discovered in layers. And that's one thing I loved about your book was it really kind of put some of those layers and gave context. And, and I'm a student of history and there are things that like I think I know all these things. And I was really humbled reading your book and, and like I, there's probably a good maybe half that I really thought, okay, I, I know this. And then there was other parts where I'm like, wow, I had no idea that was, and, and then seeing it in the context of what Bitcoin's true genius is. Um, I'm a big fan of Buckminster Fuller. Um, I, I think he's one of the most underrated, you know, heroes, um, you know, the geodesic dome and some of his things and, and his quote about, um, you know, you, you really can't create something new within the same system. You have to create something else that's, that's better in a different way. And I butchered that totally. But I, I see so much um, Buckminster Fuller in the design and I see other people. Um, so when I think of like who Satoshi Nakamoto is, and I don't think of it necessarily as a person, I think of it as as a groups of people over time and dif different layers. It's almost like a reverse Stand, on standing on the shoulders of giants, right? Yes. yes. Well, Ed, I want to mention it's, it's a big epiphany. Yeah. I want, I want to mention uh, just full disclosure. I paid uh, Frank handsomely to plug my book. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, but, but about that book, I always think, um, and for those of you who don't know, um, I wrote history echoes Bitcoin last year. And it mm -hmm. uses historical examples to show how the properties yes. of Bitcoin have been with us throughout history. And people have just been trying to solve those separately. Bitcoin has the potential, I believe, to solve all of those problems. Permissionlessness, yes. censorship resistance, um, uh, mutability across the board, all at the same time in this one protocol. Uh, but my thing mm -hmm. is, th those examples throughout history that I used... You could put any, any of them in there mm -hmm. and everybody has their own experiences and their own um, perspectives. And it's like, I challenge people to look at, uh, first read the book and then look at, mm -hmm. uh, look at the world and how do you see this or that relating to right. the need for permissionlessness or, yes. to, you know, how does scarcity affect you? Uh, so I appreciate that, that, but that's really kind of, I probably land the plane. I'm sorry, I kind of went off on a tangent there, but the simplicity of Bitcoin versus the complexity of traditional finance, the complexity of having to learn the stock market and, and realizing that what a scam that is. But the simplicity, and, and I, as, as an entrepreneur <coughs> in some way, I embrace <coughs> some of the complexity um, because in complexity, 
is an becomes opportunities. How do I serve people? You know, and for stockbrokers or for uh, you know stockbrokers, the traditional stockbrokers, their business went away in a lot of ways when you had the online stock trading. Then you still have financial advisors, but um, as you start to really look at Bitcoin and its just magnificent power, but it's also simple. I mean, you know, here's this. Let me let me give you the manifesto. It's of a little. It's Bitcoin a little code. Yeah. yeah, it's a it's a Buy very it. small code. Hold it, yeah. Buy it, hold it. Don't ever sell it. You know, oh my gosh, it's such a you know. Versus the complexity of you know, here's a 58 page manifesto of all of the things you have to do with other wealth accumulation, storage, and everything else. Bitcoin, you you buy it. You, you invest in it. You, you're actually trading your fiat dollars that are weak into something strong. And the other thing is, is, is Bitcoin over time increases in value, whereas your dollar is like melting, melting ice. Yeah. And uh, it's I, such a different paradigm. If you if you think about it, no, like, uh, yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm just rolling with you here on this. It's like, first of all, the why for why we're doing this. The, the oh, why yeah. we're always trying to solve all these complex problems is so that mm -hmm. we have more time to do the stuff that we want to. I think right. that that gets lost. I'm not saying on you, but a lot of people, it gets lost. that no. like, why am I doing all this? Why am I in the hustle? Why am I on this right. rat race? And it's really to have more time. We're trying to simplify life and tech technology just generally has been stated multiple times is deflationary. And that's a good thing because over time, yeah. We should be making things more efficient. We should be making th in that process, making things cheaper, simpler, mm -hmm. right? Jeff, and Jeff um, Booth's price of tomorrow, oh, you know, right? I think that's right. the right title. But that that is a huge from again from an entrepreneur standpoint. Wow, total paradigm shift. So I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, but that you're absolutely wow. right. And I, anybody who hasn't read that book, that that was like the it was the Bitcoin standard price tomorrow yes. i was done i was sold and then everything else is just helping to round up yeah yeah um yeah it's it, i find myself um starting to see things in terms now um as, as energy flows and yes. we're trying to when we go down those complex rabbit holes to try and come back together we kind of uh our energy kind of dissipates, you know, we're, we're not able to focus our energy. Right. right. And Bitcoin being this very simple code in yeah. so many different ways helps us focus that energy. Right. Right. Um, so when we talk about, um, you mentioned Rube Goldberg's and I, I got, I got to say, so um, I'm an elementary teacher and I used mm -hmm. to do a uh, engineering engineer in the classroom activity and mm -hmm. their job was to make a rube goldberg out of just nice. household junk and then we would ch go into a competition versus other schools and see how they were able to do that That's and cool. i actually used okay go uh videos yeah. and i still do actually in other regards mm -hmm. i absolutely love those but really if you think about a rube goldberg what is it it is just one big elaborate energy transfer right right and in, in, in the least efficient, but most cool way. <laughs> yeah. <possible>. You know, <laughs> Absolutely. The, 
the mouse traps jumping over and hitting the fans and all that stuff. So, so in a weird way, it's, it's, it's fun. like it, it, it's fun and it really challenges the students to think outside the box. But it, it, in this context, it's like a little sad because it's like <laughs> we're we're not focused on the why. We're t- we're teaching you to do all of these things and right. make things more complex to get to the same end. Which, while that's cool in its own right, it's like maybe we should focus on. Hey guys, let's figure out the simplest way to do this. You know what I mean? I almost, uh, as much as I look back on that fondly, it's like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm uh, we're we're teaching them the the wrong strategy uh, to life, right. almost. But that's that's right now. What I find is again the the paradigm that I was in before my blinders of building current income and future wealth was complex. It was complex. It was expensive. I mean, it was like. How do you you make a million dollars, but it costs you nine hundred thousand dollars to support that? Is not really efficient, you know. Um, and, and with Bitcoin, it's simple, and it's still you know there there's still layers to it, and there's a lot of things to learn. But if you just take the essence of how do I take my energy from today, if I want to 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 store it and transfer it into the future. How do I do that? What what will do that? Well, if I put it under my mattress, it's that money is not going to be worth more tomorrow in any way, shape or form. If I put it in the stock market, it may have some level of, of increase, but it's not going to increase in, at the rate of inflation. So at the very least or at the very best with current system, I'm just treading water. Bitcoin changes all of that. Hey, y'all, are you need a Bitcoin? You're looking for a way to safely and securely store your Bitcoin? Check out the Bitcoin Advisors. These Bitcoiners are professionals that will provide you peace of mind so you can sleep soundly at night knowing your Bitcoin is safe. Remember to tell them, Zoom out sent you. You were talking about the complexity of the wealth journey. Uh, I think mm-hmm. this is a good time to go ahead and kind of pivot. So how is Bitcoin yeah. helping you now? You, you've you've been at the top, you had had a fall from grace mm-hmm. and, and you're building yourself back up and you're trying to simplify life through this complexity that the world has become. Absolutely. So the, the paradigm that I was in before was, again, what I call the wealth hustle, which is building businesses, creating streams of income, trying to figure out how do I take the money from today and invest it so that I have something more for tomorrow that's going to keep pace with inflation or do better than inflation. And when you really look logically, um, there is nothing other than Bitcoin that I see that can do better than inflation and that's going to store the energy from today into the future and actually be worth more than it is today. And that's a huge understanding. I believe, I mean, that, that to me is a tremendously toned down version um, for, for normal people. Uh, I am now a, what, what we call like a, a toxic laser eyed maxi of Bitcoin. And, and there are, thousands of other coins out there i get it and and all these potential use cases but when you really study and i've done that there's only bitcoin i i think uh while you that's one way to describe you and i I love it uh another way to describe it is somebody who who has the humility and uh the stick-to-itiveness and the focus to be able to analyze rationally and logically not only the how but the why 
uh, Bitcoin right. is able to channel that energy. So the simple way I like mm -hmm. to describe it um, to somebody who's new to it is as a simple math equation. It's like mm -hmm. one half, one over two, right? 50%. Right. One over three, 33%. One over four, 25%. If you leave the numerator alone, and let's just say the numerator in this whole societal thing is goods and services, right? The denominator right. is the money supply. And the more you increase mm -hmm. the money supply, your share or whatever you're um, comparing it against is diluted, right? right? And the reason Bitcoin, just on a simple math level, is able to maintain that is to outp outpace inflation or however you want to say it, is because of mm -hmm. the 21 million supply cap like there will never be more right. than 21 million and just on a right. simple mathematical level right there there we're going to print more money because we're in an inflationary system it, it's it's mm -hmm. it's it's only way it can contain continue is to continue to steal from our future selves is to print more right. money so right there that wait, that wait, right wait, there stores that energy so, so i mean if i cut my pizza into more than eight <laughs> slices do i not get more pizza there's the laser-eyed I mean, maxi coming out. There it is. Yeah. I love it. I don't think anybody will get that I reference. My, I but... cut my into 16 pieces instead of eight, so I have more pizza, right? Yeah, exactly. It's not how this works. No, not at all. It's, it's simple math. Um, but there's more to that. It's like, then people will be like, well, you know, why can't we just make the dollar that way? And it's like, well, there's people that control it. And right. if you give people control... They're incentivized to do things with it so they can maintain their power or grow yeah. it or stuff but like just, that. Just this one time. I mean, we're just going to go off the gold standard for just a little bit. I mean, it's just temporary though, right? I'm sorry. Never, this never is let sar it... sar sarcasm. Yeah, um, I, I dig it. Sarcasm alert. Whoa. Just never, this one time though. Never let a good... Money more this one time because we need to because it's an mm -hmm. emergency because it's 2008 and the everything's crashing. And if we don't do it this one time, Tim... Everything is going to be destroyed, but then never, after never let a good time, crisis we'll go to waste. Never let a good crisis <laughs> exactly. go to waste. It's like, oh, Y two K. We got to okay, whatever. <laughs> you know, it could be anything, right? Uh, so that that right. allows us to channel energy into the future, as Michael Saylor says, right? Yes. But then, that if if you could just accept that, if you could understand that on the simple mathematical level, mm -hmm. what it it's taken us, both of us time to go down that rabbit hole and all the different rabbit holes to understand how that affects other parts of life. So yeah, you're trying right. to, you're trying to do your hustle and, and that's commendable, right? You want to take care of you and yours. There's nothing right. wrong with that. And we've now recognized that just the monetary system we're in causes all these other things, but that also has second and third order effects. And that's the stuff I've been like yes. spending my time thinking about. Is like how how does that affect life elsewhere? And like when going back to energy mm -hmm. flows, like how does how does Bitcoin help simplify the flow of energy elsewhere? Well, like if you're hustling all the time, just this is just one of millions of yeah. examples. Kind of like like I said in history echoes Bitcoin. It doesn't matter what um, episodes from history we use. The fact is still there that you know it it helps maybe not fix things, but incentivize things. So like, for example, mm -hmm. if you're having to hustle all the time, one, you might not be able uh, to come home to your family and spend quality time with them, right? Because you have to keep hustling. 
You have to, the, the, the wheel of the rat race right. incre increases. But then even if you do, you're probably <clears throat> mm -hmm. stressed from all the, all the stuff that you have to do that you don't really want to do. Whereas if your money right. made, um, continue to grow or at least maintain its value over time, then maybe, and maybe I'm stretching here, but a little of that stress is gone. And then maybe the energy that you have can be channeled to more, um, you know, just spending time laughing, enjoying, right? Absolutely. Yeah. You see, you're so you right. See that? I mean, oh, I do. And, and the more, so again, as a, as an entrepreneur over the last 20 years, I've helped start probably between 12 to 20 different businesses. Um, I've been sued multiple times for different things. And, and I actually ended up one, you know, I won a Supreme court case. Um, but in that process of winning, it cost me millions of dollars and I had nothing to show for it. But at the same time, you know, the exposure to risk and to people, um, and, and complexities, it just, it continued to grow and grow and grow. And so the thing I love about my new life now, even though again, it's humbling and it's frustrating in some cases, but the simplicity of just understanding Bitcoin and wanting to serve other people in that Bitcoin space. And candidly, that's one of the biggest challenges that I see about Bitcoin right now is it's so the lack of complexity in some ways takes away a lot of an industry of like how, you know, the, the complexity of the stock market and financial advisors and tax and all of these other things creates industries. And right now looking at, uh, you know, you and I've talked about, you know, how do we serve others on this journey, um, their Bitcoin journey and discovery. And in some cases, that's a, a challenge with Bitcoin is it, it is much more simple and it's much more sovereign. The goal in the past was I need to, if I'm going to work with Tim Niemeyer, I need to show Tim how ignorant he is and how I'm the only person that can help him. And Tim, you don't need to worry about it. You just do your thing. Trust me. Let me take care of it. I'll just take a small little piece, but it's yours and you don't need to worry about it. Don't worry your pretty little head. I'll take care of it. And Bitcoin is opposite of look, Frank, or I'm going to use you again, Tim, look, I don't want you to take your sovereignty. That's yours. You need to own it. And if it goes wrong, it's yours. If it goes great, it's yours. And it's a different paradigm because we are domesticated because we live in a great country and, and we want to be served and we want people, experts in our health and experts in everything else. And we, we abdicate and, and instead of delegate and, it's come back to bite us. That's why we're so fat and, and unhealthy and other things. Now, as we start to learn, the bad thing about Bitcoin, I need to warn everybody, is once you're, the blinders come off in one area, it comes off in other areas, too. I'm just now starting to on the health side of things with the seed oils and everything else. <laughs> oh, my gosh. The, the, the more you Welcome. realize, um, and, and it's painful. There's parts of me, it's like, I wish I was just ignorant again. But no, I, I, I don't wish I was Ig ignorant again. Ignorance is bliss. Uh, but, you know, yes. you bring it up. Uh, you bring it up kind of like the paradox. You were talking about uh, self-sovereignty and, you know, serve, ser but also serving others. I just want to challenge the listener to think about this. It's like the inflationary uh, system that you're in. Mm -hmm. Whether you're trying to help somebody else or yourself, you're bleeding 
your not just your value, but your time and energy. Because exactly. of that inflationary nature, when you put forth effort, it just dissipates over time. And even more so, since you're self-sovereign in, in, in Bitcoin, mm -hmm. I could be helping you. You could be helping mm -hmm. you. What, whoever's helping whoever, because Bitcoin is a closed system, and I think Sailor put it, adiabatic system. You're, you'd probably be yeah. more around that. It, it's a closed system. So right. it doesn't matter who's helping who. We're all helping each other. But Absolutely. in a fiat inflationary system where that energy just dissipates, it's an open system. So your efforts mm -hmm. aren't as meaningful. And what does that do to society over time? They lose the incentive to continue right. to push because then they realize that it doesn't matter what I do. It's just going to be wasted. It's just going to go away. So screw it. I'll just wait for my uh, government check that is nominally more and more, but uh, real value goes less and less over time. Uh, mm -hmm. it, it's just a complete, utter lack of respect, yeah. the fiat system, right. for individuals' energy and individuals' time and energy. You're so right. You're so right. And, and it's it's embarrassing. And, and I know people will take offense and you know, say, we are domesticated. You know, you look at what's the difference between a wolf and your, your pet um, your, if you have a dog. Well, the, the dog is domesticated and that's good for the dog. But the dog still, you know, if a dog is with somebody who does not care about the dog and, and treats it poorly, the dog's not going to do anything about it because it's been domesticated. And we have been domesticated. We've been lulled and, and we have been taught to just be comfortable. And it's important. Bitcoin, you know, the Bitcoin humbles you. And the more you learn about Bitcoin, and it's so simple. But in that simplicity, there's so many levels. I, I kid that, you know, Bitcoin is an Occam Pareto um, Fibonacci fractal. And just to break that down, Occam Pareto, it's just, it's simple. I mean, it's the simplest is the best. And Pareto principle, the 80-20, um, the, the big doors move on small hinges. Um, Fibonacci, I'm still working on. That's beyond my, my level. I get it, but I can't <laughs> explain it. Fibonacci is the nature of nature and the seashells and the fractal is the same repeating pattern forever and bitcoin is like that and and i haven't put all that together yet but you can see in the design it's not a man's design it's it's god's design and there's something about its purity that is an opportunity to give us back sovereignty and it, and that sovereignty brings responsibility and I think, you know, that's the one thing that I look at is mm. opportunity mixed with responsibility. Because if you have all opportunity, but no responsibility, it doesn't work. If you have all responsibility, but no opportunity, that doesn't work. But if you have opportunity and responsibility in, in tandem with each other, man, that's powerful. And that responsibility. And that's why I love what you're doing. I mean, you and I become friends because um, <clears throat> we're just we're on we're on our own individual sovereign paths. But anything that we can do to support each other in, in the support of Bitcoin and the community of people and giving them back their sovereignty and their freedom and their power, man, that's powerful. And, and, and that, that excites me as, as a warrior from the past in the, you know, when I was excited about things that, that really weren't important. But now I see being a warrior for things that are, are important. And, and I have a faith and, and I believe in God and, and God is, is using me in this. And I see God in Bitcoin. Now, if you're an atheist or you have a different religion, that's fine. That, that doesn't take away. It doesn't hurt me in any no. way, shape or form. Um, 
Shouldn't. That's how I believe. Well, sorry, I got a certain no, there. Sorry. No, hey, hey, preach, <laughs> um, Yeah, I uh, you you mentioned responsibility, and we were talking earlier about how that our current system kind of doesn't really promote responsibility, right? Um, or doesn't incentivize responsibility. I, I'm sure you're familiar with the, and I'm going to butcher the phrase. Uh, Good men create good times, good times create weak men, weak men create hard times, hard times times create weak men. And I mean, I I feel like we're on that. I I, I finished uh, the book in the last few years, the fourth turning. And then there was, there was a, well, and then one of the gentlemen passed away, one of the authors passed away Mm -hmm. and the the other one created, um, uh, oh God, I, I, uh, the follow up to that book, the fourth turning. And we're in that. Yes, um, we are. Hard times create weak men. And what are the hard times? Or good the times hard, create weak or, or good times. Yeah. yeah. So hard times. E- easy yeah, to yeah. Thank you. Good times create weak men. Weak men create hard times. We're in those right. hard times. Yeah. But, Kicking but the can down the road. Debt. The lack yeah, of the, the lack of need for responsibility because our, our energy yeah. has been repeatedly shown to be less than valuable. Yes. So, so what does that create though? <laughs> it creates and, and an opportunity. That, it yeah. creates an opportunity, but it also creates people living in hard times seeing either you got shit or get off the pot. You know what I mean? You got to, right. you got to become responsible. And I, it's just, it's just interesting to see how Bitcoin, when it came around, it came around kind of near the peak of yeah. the, of the hard times and maybe the hard, t- yeah. the hard times is that increasing complexity from the system. Now I'm just speculating here, right. but from everything I've studied over the last five, six years, it's just like, it's kind of easy to see how our current monetary system has created all of these issues and has created right. the weak people because they, I don't, I don't blame them. They don't, they don't have the ability to fo- focus their energy right. or they don't have the, the desire to be responsible. They don't have the need to because it just mm-hmm. they see their energy dissipating. So hopefully Bitcoin's coming around and saying, all right, guys, here's the solution to simplify mm-hmm. life. The only thing is you got to have that responsibility. And as you right. mentioned, that responsibility is, starts with humbling yourself. It starts with mm-hmm. trying to understand what the problem is before you can understand the solution. And right. the, solu- the solution we believe is that Bitcoin, and not only buying Bitcoin, uh, more so mm-hmm. the learning about Bitcoin, learning right how that simplifies things, how does that help you challenge yeah. your energy? Right. Uh, and w- go ahead. I, I was getting on my uh, little sermon there, but uh, no, I was just going to say that the, the domestication. We live in a society that says, okay, if you don't have a job, we'll give you money and we'll do these things, and and I've been recipients of that. And but but it dulls us. And when you don't have to go out and kill your own food and um, or grow your own food, um, we're domesticated. And and it's I'm not trying to say that to be offensive because I'm I'm in there, Uh but it's a different paradigm. We have to realize. So, again, back to if I'm new to Bitcoin, say, Tim, take care of me. You know, here you you know, I'll give you money and you buy it for me and you store it for me. And and when I need it, you show me my ledger of how much money I have. That's not how Bitcoin works. And Bitcoin is harder in some ways 
because of that, because I have to learn and I have to take responsibility and I have to carry my own ledger um, and keep track of my own property. That is different than what we've taught about with stockbrokers and with, you know, middlemen and other things. So it's just a different, it's a shift. Was it that it was it Ben Franklin or somebody like you can have um, freedom or you can have safety and security, but but you can't have both something to that effect. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. Yeah. And that's and that's where we're at. Uh, Frank, we're wrapping up on the end of time here. Um, yes, thank you. I, first, I want to just I appreciate you not only for coming on, but also for sharing your journey that I mean, while you mentioned there's humility, there's also I don't even know what it is, but the the ability to share that, share that personal story and share the struggles is inspirational. And and hopefully it'll help the listeners and help them see the way out of that rat race, the way out of this just unnecessarily complex world. Uh, Is there anywhere that uh, you'd like to throw off to? Um, I know you're on Twitter, but you're on a couple other places as well. I'd say Twitter is probably the easiest uh, place right now is just... um... I think it's Flun at Twitter um, um, or X as it is now. Uh, I'm working on some other things um, related to building a Bitcoin business around helping people, but it's still a little bit early. That that business is called E-Wave, uh, the letter E-Wave, um, just related to the entrepreneurial journey of Bitcoin. Um, I don't have any assets set up yet for um, anything there, but... Um, I well, just appreciate this opportunity and the community that, that, that you're part of and you've introduced me to. And um, we're all in this together. We're all in this alone, but together. I love it. And uh, I, but together. I, 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 I fact checked you. It's at F L U N N on, on okay. Twitter X. So uh, Frank, yeah. thank You'll you for coming on. <laughs> yes, you will. There's a laser eyed maxi. I love it. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll catch you out on Twitter. Uh, hopefully, you'll come to a meetup here soon. Absolutely. Mar- March ca- closely coming. Uh, Frank, thank you for coming on Zoom Out. You're welcome. Thank you, Jim.